And just want to take a second and thank Policy Genius. They're supporting today's episode of Success Story. I know we all have kids. We all have families we want to take care of. And I personally check something off major on my to-do list, life insurance. It's a tough topic. It's really hard to think about, but it's so important. And the hard part was sorting through all the options. Luckily, I found Policy Genius. Policy Genius is an online insurance marketplace that makes getting life insurance surprisingly easy. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, knowing my family's protected brings me incredible peace of mind. Don't put off this important decision. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Eufy is sponsoring today's video. They reached out to me. I tested out their video lock. It is a game changer. I'm going to paint a picture for you for why I'm so excited to work with them. So you're getting home. Your arms are loaded with groceries or packages or boxes or everything. And your keys are in your pocket. This drives me nuts. This happens all the time. I upgraded to the Eufy video lock. Fingerprint tap i'm inside and honestly i also feel way safer it's got this awesome built-in camera so whether it's a package delivery or late night uber order i see exactly who's there right from my phone there are no more mystery knocks and the best part this thing was such a breeze to set up there's no wires there's no drilling uh there's also no monthly subscription fees so if you are done fumbling with your keys because i definitely am search for eufy video lock or head over to eufyofficial.com video lock your front door, your sanity. Welcome to Success Story, the most useful podcast in the world. I'm your host, Scott D. Clary. The Success Story podcast is part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. The HubSpot Podcast Network has other great podcasts like Marketing Made Simple, hosted by Dr. J.J. Peterson. Marketing Made Simple brings you practical tips to make your marketing easy and more importantly, make it work. Now, if any of these topics sound interesting to you, you're going to love his show, How to Write and Deliver Captivating Speeches, how to market yourself into a new job, how design can help and potentially hurt your revenue, and how to create a social media ad strategy that works. If these topics hit home and they're things that you want to learn about, go listen to Marketing Made Simple wherever you get your podcasts. Today, my guest is Ryan Stuman. Ryan has built an incredible diversified portfolio of companies. He is a serial entrepreneur. Uh, the primary organization that he's built helps individuals be better in all aspects of their life. He has over 20,000 clients and growing. He helps them in their personal, their financial, their health, uh, their professional lives. Now, not only has he built an incredible organization, he is a top contributor to Forbes. He's published 13 books. Four of those have gone on to be bestsellers. He is also a full-time investor who has ownership in over 30 countries with hundreds of employees. He's a loving husband and a proud father to three boys and lives in Dallas, Texas. Now, he wasn't born into the business world at age seven. He was adopted by age 16. He had left high school. By age 21, he was incarcerated for selling drugs. After getting out of prison, he turned his life around and made seven figures in real estate, but he lost it all and was sent back to jail on false charges to cover up a mistake that local cops made. 11 years after his second release, he has built a self-made eight-figure empire from scratch. So we spoke about a variety of different topics. We spoke about mindset, recovering from the worst possible scenario and how to, after leaving jail, build a successful business when he didn't even have any formal business training. 
We spoke about building an agency because he built a very successful one before he pivoted into coaching. So building an agency from scratch, building a coaching business from scratch. We spoke about how to price services, attract leads, close deals, scale an organization. Um, we spoke about the only sales training you'll ever need. It takes about five minutes. It'll teach you everything you ever have to know to be a better salesperson, which is obviously a very important uh, skill set if you're going to be building a business. And then we spoke about the importance of empathy, self-awareness, leadership, and accountability to be successful in any career or business. I wasn't one of these people that really had this dream of owning a business. That was never really what I was I was set out to do, but I was thrown into owning a business. I had a corporate job. I worked at a bank. I was in, in finance. I was like, you know, the Jake from State Farm looking guy that shopped at Kohl's and, you know, hey, would you like a mortgage? Interest rates are 4.75 today. Just fill out. The, like I was that kind of guy, you know, but I was a good salesperson. But I mean, I, I, I wasn't the person that you see today. I was this, you know manufactured clean polished version of myself but i i lost my uh, mortgage license i i the state of texas uh was where i had gotten a mortgage license from and then the federal government in 2011 just changed how the licensing process went uh because of all the bank failures and everything else and it became a federal thing and the feds wouldn't give me a, a license because well because i was still on federal parole for some time i had done inside of some federal prisons right so they wouldn't give me a license. And then when my original license expired, it's like, well, shit, I, I can't do the only real job, of, the only money-making job. I mean, I'd had jobs like flipping burgers and shit, but like, no, the only real money-making job that I've ever done now, now I couldn't do it. And so I was forced to like, this, this side hustle thing was like, now all of a sudden it's like, shit, ride or die. We got to figure this out, you know? And at first I have been selling on the side of my mortgage job. I've always been into fitness. Like, you know, I'm not a, personal trainer or anything. I've always been a, a healthy person. I like going to the gym. I've been doing that for 23 years now. And uh, so I tried to sell some supplement stuff, you know, but, but here's the thing. I didn't know anything about supplements or anything about health. I just knew eat healthy, go to the gym. I had never really spent any time on it. So let's assume that me and you've been buddies for 10 years and I did your mortgage and now I'm showing up at your house with this like PowerPoint presentation on multi-level marketing fucking pills, man. I, I, looking back, I'm like, man, I probably, I, I didn't realize how dumb I look, but there were some people that were, you know, Hey, Ryan, I know whatever you do, you're going to be good at. Um, so I tried, you know, the, the, the network marketing thing and, and I built this business up now in the mortgage business, maybe I'm making 30, 40 grand a month. Then I, I go in the network marketing business cause I'm forced over there and I build it up to like six or $8,000 a month. So basically I'm starving, right? Cause I'm, I'm used to living on 30, not living on it, but I'm used to making that. And now I'm making a third of that basically. And so what happens though is uh they change the comp plan and it goes down to like 1800 bucks a month and i'm like man i can't put my my income I, I never again corporate america i put my income at risk with corporate america now i put my income at risk with this network marketing company i got to start my own business and what i set out to do from scratch when and i still live this today i just got off a meeting right before we got on here is I set out to build the company that I would want to work for. That Ryan, not a company that anybody would want to work for, but that Ryan Stumid would want to work for. A company that pays well, a company that treats people right, a company with core values, a company with massive perks like celebrities and, and cool trips and private jets and all the stuff that you get 
uh, as being a part of somebody that works in our ecosystem. Like I set out to create that because it didn't exist anywhere that I had ever been. And I got tired of putting my income and in, in shit like that in the hands of others. And you know what? Turns out 12 years later, it's worked out pretty damn good. You know? <laughs> no, you've had, you've had a, a hell of a story. Um, you, I don't know how far you want to go back, what you want to talk about, but coming out of the shit that you went through when you were younger, and then building a successful business is not easy. Like you're not like a, a Wharton or a Harvard MBA that just walked out of college and you know figured it out because that's the only path they've ever taken. So maybe you take it where you want to take it, but talk to me about the experiences that you had and maybe how it impacted your success, your ability to build a business, because the way you did it, I can guarantee you it wasn't a conventional way because you didn't have the conventional training. Well, and I don't have a conventional business. I don't know if you think it's, about this, but like, who do, I, who do I have to look up to? There's no, I'm, and I don't say this egotistically, but there's nobody with our model. There's, there's a lot of people with our model, but they're chasing us. They're not leading us. You know what I mean? There's nobody that is doing things the way that we are. Like, like, like if uh, somebody has an event, they might be raising money for real estate, or if somebody has an event, they might be you know, selling a digital product. That's not, we don't do those kind of things anymore. That's stuff we did five, 10 years ago. We, we create, I create new models of doing this stuff and keep it innovative. So I, I really don't have a, when you say traditional training, not only do I not have traditional training from a college or some sort of tech training or whatever, I also don't even have a traditional business. Now, mind you, I told you I've been doing this since 2010 uh, think of what Facebook was in 2010. It was MySpace still, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? You, you may not, and I'm not saying you particularly, but, but a lot of people didn't even have invites to Facebook still in 2010. Like it was still semi-private. Like you could get on there if you weren't in the college scene, but it wasn't much past that. And it for sure wasn't a, Hey, you know, everybody's making the rush to social media. That shit didn't happen until about 2014 or 2015, right? Now, I remember having a conversation with one of probably America's favorite gurus back in 2012 saying, no, you don't understand this social media stuff is the future. And he's like, oh, no, man, it'll never be that way. We want to keep calling cold calls and everything else. Now that guy's got like millions of followers. Once he tapped into it like 2018, it really worked well for him, you know? And so, uh, but but I say that because, I had to make things happen and I had to figure it out on my own is what I'm telling you. Uh, I started, and this is like probably a lot of your listeners. So I didn't come from like good stock in the sense of my parents got money or they set me up with life insurance money when I got to college age or anything. My life went like this. At five years old, my dad walked out the door. He never showed back up. My mom remarried. That guy adopted me. That guy liked to use me as a punching bag occasionally on Friday nights and sometimes Sunday afternoons and sometimes Wednesday and Thursday and other days it ended with wise too. Then I left school and home and everything at 15 years old to get away from the, the BS I was going through with my adopted dad. So, so think about that. At five years old, my dad leaves. Seven-year-old, new dad shows up, adopts me, changes my name. Meanwhile, at six years old, my grandma went to federal prison for, anyways, a crime she didn't do, but she still went to federal prison. Uh, she actually went to federal prison for keeping her integrity. Long story. but uh, And then, then by the time I'm 15, I'm out of school. By the time I'm uh, 17, I'm working three jobs. I, at 6.30 in the morning, I wake up, and at 7 a.m., I'm on the job site wiring houses in Texas. Being an electrician's helper means you pull wire through the ceilings of houses. Right now, in July, this is the time of year I did it. Right now, if I look on my phone, crazy enough, I'm sitting outside. Uh, but right now, if I look on my phone, it is 103 degrees here in Dallas, Texas right now. 
which means it's about 135 up there in that attic if you were to pull wire through there. And so that's the job I did until four in the afternoon. At four in the, by 4.30, I would be back home. By five o'clock, I would be showered and I would walk across the parking lot of my apartment complex to the Mexican food restaurant. And I would stand there and I would be the guy that would say, welcome to tamales. Let me, how many people in your party? And I would get them a menu and I would go sit them at the table. But I got to talk to everybody. I like that because as an electrician, those guys are usually drug dealers and criminals and on methamphetamine. I'm just saying the guys that I work with, maybe not all of them, but back then that was the case. I didn't have a whole lot to say to those guys, but people coming in to eat at the Mexican restaurant, they have a couple of margaritas, they're in a good mood. Oh man, I love that job. Then at 10 o'clock when the, the, the kitchen shut down at the Mexican place, I would go home and probably sell pot and cocaine to the few friends of mine to make some money at night. So I'm essentially 17 years old, living in my own place, ma making my own rent, working three jobs a day, right? Back up again, 6.30 in the morning. Always been an early riser my whole life. And so my kids are that way now. At one point, I got busted doing that, selling drugs, end up going to prison, get out of prison, go work at a car wash, become manager, selling car wash, become manager, all this other shit. Then check this out. One day, because of hard work, somebody at the car wash offered me a job. This lady said, hey, you, you know, we're going to teach you what a mortgage is. And I was like, well, good, because I don't know what that is. I never heard that word in my life, you know. And she explained, well, a mortgage is like a loan against the home so you can live there. Oh, so you can like rent it? It's like, oh, shit. But anyway, <laughs> she gave me a job, right? And within, you know, 45 days of working on that job, I made like $21,000. Man, I might as well have been Bill Gates at that point because I was rich. You know, like I, I went from hustling three jobs, prison, working at the car wash, you know, making $10.50 an hour to now all of a sudden I'm making $11,000 a month. Man, it's like. You might as well have given me drugs, bro, because I was addicted to that. I went on the next year to make $700,000, right? Like just, Not bad. just piling through mortgages. I made so much money that the little town in Texas that I lived in, the cops thought I was back selling drugs again. First of all, drug dealers don't make that kind of money, but not any that I ever met anyway, not low-level drug dealers. But anyway, they raided my house, didn't find any drugs. My roommate had a gun. And they charged me with the gun. They sent me off to prison, which I would—I have the right to have a gun anyway. But the gun had 17 rounds in the clip. And at the time, there was something called the Brady Bill, which you could only have 10 rounds in a, in a clip. They're trying, to re, they're trying to bring that back right now, as a matter of fact. But anyway, long story short, my ass ends up in federal prison for some shit I didn't even have nothing to do with. I got 15 months. I walk in a millionaire, and I'm married. I walk out. I'm divorced, right? I go into the mortgage business. That's what I was telling you. Oh, and earlier. that's when you got your license taken away. I go into the mortgage business. When you got the license taken away. And I got my license yeah, okay, taken okay. away. Yeah. Okay, dude. Okay, so so dude, that's 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 tough, man. So I've had this really cush <laughs> life that you know everything's been everything's been handed to me on a silver platter. Okay. But but here's the thing, like because of that, I didn't I didn't have a bank loan for my business. You know, think about this. I'm selling social media management and training and shit before it's a thing. I don't have any investors, any bankers, any parents to give me money, any partners. Bro, I'm just out here bootstrapping this shit poor as hell. I had to sell my house and move in with my in-laws and live upstairs. You know how embarrassing it is to be 31 years old and used to be a millionaire and now you ain't got a job and you live with your in-laws and you raising a baby. Like the humility that I had to go through to get here. See, so many people say they want something, but they're not willing to sell their fucking house and go live with their in-laws at 31 years. Oh, man, you know, but I'm telling you what, man, I had people here washing five of my Lamborghinis today. It all worked out in the end, you know, like it all worked. This house is way bigger than the one I was staying at at their place, you know, so 
it, it all worked out, but so many people are scared, but man, I, I risked it. I, I took my family out of the house and put them in with my in-laws and, 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 you know, and they're retired. So it's not like they're, you know, making this crazy substantial income that they can afford to float us anyway. It's like, I risked it all, man. I can't tell you how many times I spent my last dollar. One time I spent my last dollar because I could only afford a one-way trip to Vegas to go to an event. But I got to the event and I made like $20,000 the first day of the event, like selling the shit that they taught. While everybody was at the event still taking notes, my ass went out in the hallway, put together the shit that they talked about and made money from it before the event was over to where not only did I get a flight home, it financed my shit for the next That's awesome, month. dude. My ads and everything. Do you think, you do you think that that like nothing to lose attitude was like the thing that allowed you to be successful you know nobody's ever asked me that but that it has to be a hundred percent and and here's why I, I joke and say this all the time like you know well what's the worst thing that can happen they throw us in jail yeah you know like i've already been there so most people have never seen worst case scenario they've never seen dad leave they've never seen abuse they've never seen prison they've never seen their grandma arrested they've never seen the, the drug addiction and all that. And most people have never seen that shit. So I've already seen worst case scenario. And I'm like, man, I know what it takes to get to worst case scenario too. So I'm avoiding that obviously. But but yeah, absolutely. It's like, I, I had already been to prison twice and I made it back again. So I knew that if I was just willing to put in the work, because that's one thing about me, I don't have to be the smartest person, but I'm willing to outwork uh, as many people as, as possible. And, uh, and, and again, you know, when you don't have anything to lose, like I didn't have, I think this, if my in-laws would have been rich and given me a bunch of money, like if they had said, here's a, you know, half a million dollar loan to start your business or whatever, Ryan Stuman wouldn't exist as we know him today, because it, it would have, it would have ruined me because I wouldn't have not having a safety blanket forced me to take action to put food on the plate for my family. Yeah. hundred you know? percent. Okay. So the first version of that business, when you got a jail, uh, at a federal jail, you started, it was a social media marketing agency. Is that more or less correct? Man. So people that my, like that know me well, say I'm one of the greatest writers of, alive. And back then I would write for you for, for a hundred dollars a month. I would write five Facebook posts a day for you. Shit. That's hard work. That's not I easy had 70 work. 70 clients. I had, it is, it is. And I, I had a spreadsheet. So I had like a system, blah, blah, blah. But, but, but yes, very hard work. I built this thing to 70 people. Again, no partners, no helpers, no investors, no bank, no advisors. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I just knew that I was onto something, but I couldn't keep up with it. You know, it's like, but here's the cool part of that story is I got to learn different people's reactions and shit from 70 different social media accounts early on in the game. We're talking 2011, right? So I came out in 2012 and I said, man, you know, I didn't know how to scale a company. So I didn't know how to go and, you know, maybe hire people or any of that shit. Right. So I didn't know how that worked. So I just did everything myself. But then I thought, man, instead of doing it myself, how about now that I've got experience, I can just teach people how to do gotcha. it. Okay. And so that's when I got into the coaching side, because that's obviously a more scalable, uh, it, at least it, when you're one person, group coaching is more scalable than individual social media. So, okay. So when you're building this business, I find this really interesting because all the businesses you jump into are like super, super, um, they're super crowded, right? You're talking about social media management and marketing. You're talking about coaching. Like they're maybe not in 2011, but I mean like, like now, like there's a dude, definitely not in 2011. Dude, a, <laughs> all right. So how do you, okay. So, you know, you put in the work, you, you know how to, you know how to kill it on social. You turn it into a coaching business. 
even when you turn into a coaching business, there's probably a lot of competition with people that are maybe like traditional marketers that are trying to turn it, turn their own practice into a coaching business. But how do you differentiate yourself? How did you scale that up? And also I want to talk like, I want to talk numbers. Like when you, when you start coaching, what is the product you sell? What's the service you sell? How much money can you make? What's the strategy to, to, you know, bring in leads, close them on a small ticket, high ticket. I find this whole thing so interesting. And, and, and also like, I see the people that are doing it at like the highest levels, but you never see somebody that builds it from the ground up. You always see, well, you, Grant Cardone, like all the people that have been doing it for the past, like forever. And now you see where they're at, but to build a coaching, to build a coaching business from the ground up, offer true value, make true money, not bullshit your customers so that you're actually improving their lives in some capacity. Let's, let's break it all down because that's what I want to sort of unpack here. So my very first rewire, which is my podcast has about 4 million monthly listeners. My very first episode was sell on the level that you're at. And so that's what I did. <clears throat> and what I mean by that is in 2011, I was making 2010, eight, nine, 10, I'm making 20 to $30,000 a month, right? Uh, as a loan officer, which means you're doing about two or $3 million on average in volume, which is five to 15 houses a month, depending on what state you live in, right? Uh, just to give you some math. So here I am a guy that's making almost a half a million dollars a year in a down economy, by the way, remember that Obama stepped in, Bush screwed up the economy, all the crap, right? That's uh, not really presidents that do that. Yeah, but that's the yeah. narrative, right? And so uh, Obama inherited a, a big mess. In other, in other words, that, that his administration was trying to straighten out in the mortgage business where I'm working, right? And so, uh, not the easiest time to do business. I think I've always sold the hardest stuff, like mortgages in a downtime <laughs> and social media management before anybody knew what the hell that was. Like now, it's a crowded space. That's the 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 objection. But back then, it was like nobody heard of it. Facebook, why? That was the the objection, you know. So, but so. If I'm a person that sold $30,000 a month, I knew that I was one of the top producers, if not the top. I knew I was top producer of my company, but I knew it wasn't the biggest companies out there. There were guys doing more than me. So I, I, I knew, though, that I could teach people that were making five or $10,000 a month how I got to thirty. So I go and I create a social media program because the social media accounts that I was running for, those 70 accounts, they were loan Everything officers, you knew. real estate Everything agents, you knew. title yeah. companies. Yeah. Everything I knew, right? That's how I knew to post, right? So I stuck to what I knew. I didn't come from like mortgages and go, you know what? Like I, I screwed up. I came from mortgages and tried supplements and that shit didn't work, right? But when I went back to what I knew, okay, then the shit worked, right? So I knew that if I could get, cause see what happened was when I got out of prison, I started posting on Facebook that I was top producer and that, or, and that I was winning and all this stuff. Cause I was hoping my ex-wife that left me when I went to prison would see me still winning and then feel all stupid that she made that decision to leave me when I was down, right? But because of that, people started hitting me up going, hey, man, can you do my mortgage? And I'm like, shit, I'm on to something, you know? And again, this is in the, now that's like common sense. But again, this is in the early days of all of this. So I'm like, shit, I'm really fucking on to something here. So I start teaching. I make an ad. This is the event that I go to in Vegas. I make an ad to loan officers. It says, if you're a loan officer and you're not doing at least $2 million a month in mortgage volume, 
fill out this application. Let's get on the phone and let me show you how I can. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it, each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information, but Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone, and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, 
drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay. And what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch US-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text success, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. Thank you so much indeed for sponsoring Success Story. For all business leaders out there, Indeed is a lifesaver. See, we're always driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. You're going to ditch the busy work and you're going to use Indeed for scheduling, screening, messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Clary. Just go to Indeed.com slash Clary right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Clary. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Consistently do $30,000 a month in mortgage commissions with no team, no assistant, no personal processor, and I don't even know the name of the underwriter. Fill out the application below and we'll get on a phone call. So what happened was it was a YouTube video on a Wufu, uh, on a Wufu, like, which is a survey yeah. monkey type of thing. And then that transpired into my own, I still have all this shit. Then that transpired and took place into my calendar link. And that's like the, that's phone, like the first right? funnel. And that's so like the funnel would, right there. That's the first funnel. Gotcha. That's okay. it. That's it. And so a guy named AJ Roberts helped me construct that at that event in Vegas. He sat to the side and, and showed me how to do that. Within about 20 minutes, we had, I already had the video because I just recorded on my phone. It was like super easy to do that even back then. So then because of that, I got all these calls. And so I'm selling a product that's $2,000 for six weeks, six week training, $2,000. Okay. Here's what most people do. Okay. They say, I'm going to go and create a digital product. And so they go and they spend time creating this digital product and then they go to sell it and then nobody buys the shit and they wasted all their time building it, right? They wasted their time building something that nobody wants. So what I did was I made sure everybody wanted. So I pre-sold it as a six-week boot camp 
And then I recorded each of the six weeks and then turned those into a product and then sold oh, a digital smart. product. You didn't waste any time. You so didn't I waste got any paid fucking time be, at all. I didn't have yeah. no damn money. You, you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't have the money to waste time. Like I didn't have a bank partner. So that shit, like I keep saying, so like I uh, do what your audience, I had to hustle. And so, so, but what the, the way I priced it was if you do one loan, the average loan in America at the time was about $203,000. And if you're a loan officer, you typically take home 1%, maybe more, but on average, 1% of that loan amount is what you're actually putting in your pocket. It's not the what the company gets and everything else, but it's what you actually pocket is 1% of the loan, right? And so if you have a $203,000 loan, uh, uh, then you're getting $2,000. So my whole pitch on the phone call was like, look, bro, for sure we can get at least one more loan over the course of six months because or six weeks from what I'm going to teach you, like surely one more loan will come in to pay for this. So literally my prospect has the belief that like, shit, I mean, I can't really lose if I just yeah. close one, one deal that kind of pays for itself. It makes it kind of a no brainer because, because again, back then they're like, I don't know about this Facebook shit, bro. And now you want $2,000 when I'm like one deal, you close one deal, man. And you got money, but you close two deals. You're in the fucking black. You're in the, you're in profit city. You know what I mean? But what happens if you close two deals a month? And then four deals a month. And then those give you referrals at least to five deals a month. This is something that's going to carry you for the rest of your life. So nobody would tell me no unless they didn't have two grand. But check this out. I got to a point where I couldn't keep up with the calls. So I've got this digital product. I'm the only sales guy. I'm the only marketer. I'm making the funnel, making the video, editing the video, doing all. I don't got no help, right? And so and that at this point, I have money. I'm just not smart enough to hire help. I didn't know how all that worked. I, I know now, but I just I didn't have mentors and shit to teach me. So I'm doing all this shit myself. And, but what happens is I get to a point where I'm, I'm making a whole bunch of calls and maybe only, you know, 50, 70%, 70% of the people probably can't buy. Cause not a lot of people back then had $2,000, especially mortgage, especially mortgage brokers in a recession. Grand. Like that's not a good time for them. My, my competitor at the time, mortgage marketing animals, their product was 47 <laughs> bucks a month. And I'm telling them I want two grand. I was the most, I was the Louis Vuitton purse of the mortgage industry coaches at that time. Right. And so, but what happens, so about 70% of the people wouldn't do it. So with 30% still a big ass closing ratio for most people, not so much that make me happy now, but back then it is what it is. But, but what happens from that is I couldn't keep up. Now I'm wasting 70% of my time with people who didn't have money, right? That was their objection wasn't, I don't believe in it. They clearly, they filled out the app because they wanted it. They just found out it was too much money for what they had available in their credit card lines or whatever. So what I did was I went back to the video and I changed the offer from, if you're a loan officer doing 2 million or less to, if you're a loan officer who's closing at least $2 million a month, I wanna help you get to five or more as fast as possible. So at that point, it takes all the people who, cause less than 2 million can be zero. <laughs> Right. But a minimum of 2 million lets me know at least you're making about 20 grand a month. Right. And on a W2. So you at least got $11,000 or so take home that you're coming in every single month. Right. So allowed me to go. And then all of a sudden I'm closing about 70% of those conversations because those guys, two grand's nothing. Oh, yeah. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Whatever's tax deductible. And so, like, eventually there's only 300,000 loan officers in America. And I sold products to 20 something thousand of them. So eventually I kind of ran through that marketplace pretty good, right? And I got bored. And so, I, and I realized that I had a bigger gift than just social media to loan officers. Uh, at this point, I'm running a full-blown company with employees and I've got uh, multiple companies and investments and all this stuff going, you know, a few years ago. 
And I decided I wanted to just create a, like not just products and not just coaching, but I wanted to create a, a network and a movement of people. And so I created this, this apex program where, you know, we have basically three tiers in it, but it's evolved beyond me. It's not the Ryan Stuman show. It's not the, you know, come be in Ryan Stuman's mastermind. It's like, come be a part of something where people represent what winning looks like. Come be a part of something where it's some of the best of the best in their respective industries where you can get to learn from, know, network. And I get to put unknown names that are brilliant with huge companies and shit on stages to speak that wouldn't normally get the FaceTime and stuff. Uh, and it's, it, man, it's just, it's evolved into something now that's got 2,000 active members. Uh, and, you know, we are doing more money than I'm really comfortable <laughs> saying. But uh, if I said that, the big, if I, just know that we are doing well, well, like well the fuck into you, eight man. figures a year uh, this year. We already well the fuck into eight figures a year this year. We are well deep into eight figures this year with only two sales guys. So that's so, so that is like, that I is true community. That's the true community that you set up. Okay, so then yes. okay, so we got a couple things you built out. So you built out obviously you built out an awesome coaching business. You sort of have like the blueprint for that. So you you know you go after people that could have high ticket, high ticket products that they want to sell and you find them a way to get that you find them a way to close those products easier. So that's really what you do. So if somebody did want to go into this, sort of you unpack the the playbook that you just did, maybe you don't build a product, you build the funnel, you you sort of use that funnel to find some leads, make sure you validate your product market fit for that. And then you can record the courses as you go through that first tranche. That's kind of what you did. But you could do that in any industry. If you could really do that in any industry, if you're an expert and you yep. know your shit in that industry. And the second thing you did was you built out this badass community. That's what I'm assuming it's a recurring revenue product too. That's a, that's a monthly subscription, right? Okay. So, okay. Yes, How sir. do you build out? How do you build out a strong community? What's, what's the, what was the strategy to build out apex? Three things. Okay. Uh, yeah. First of all, this community does recurring multiple yeah. seven figures per month. And so, um, the three things that, that it relies on one, you have to have a mission statement for not the company for the people, right? So we're creating not a network, not a mastermind, but a movement in a movement. It sounds like, you know, oh, everybody says they're creating a movement. That's supposed to be some next level stuff. But to me, a movement is people taking action right. together. That's it. That's a movement. People taking action together. Right. And so the movement's got to have a mission. So our mission is apex. So we say it like this. When you sign up with us, you sign the contract to join with us. It's not a month to month thing. It's a minimum one year commitment. So when you sign the contract to join us and you put our, our jersey on our t-shirt with this logo, you now represent what winning looks like at all times. If you're out of shape, get your ass in the gym, right? If you broke, you better get your ass on the grind, learning our stuff so you can get money, right? If you, if your relationship's broken and you want to fix it, you need to either divorce or get it fixed, right? Like now winners, winners don't do loser shit. And now you're a part of us. And if you really want to win, we're going to put that heat on you and hold you accountable. And so that's the first thing is you have a mission. So somebody signs up and they don't go, oh, hey, I'm a part of a mastermind. They go, shit, Stuman's going to kick me out if I don't start representing what winning looks like, right? And again, you, when you're from day one in the NFL, for example, you're not in the Super Bowl. It takes you a whole last season to get to the Super Bowl if you can even get there. And even if you don't get to the Super Bowl, it doesn't mean that you didn't represent yeah, what winning 100%. looks like when you were out there on that field. But how did you right? find so that person? How did you find, how did you find that person that was like, holy shit, Apex is what represents me, and that's what I want to. That's what I want to align myself with. How did you figure out that winning formula for that person? And then I want people to take that and figure out how to do that in their own industry or with their own audience. 
Well, first yeah. I had to figure it out for myself, you know, but, but I'm one of these guys that's had it, lost it, had it taken away from me and always got it back. So, so there's, there's undeniable proof that I knew how to, how to hustle and make things happen. Right. Um, the, yeah. so people believed in me, first of all, cause I, I, I had to be the, the, the leader. Cause that's, that's the big thing is everything really rises and falls on leadership. So that matters the most. Right. So I had to, I had to become, cause you just didn't happen overnight, but I had to become the man that I would look up to, you know? Uh, when I started all this, I was not somebody that I would look up to. I am now, uh, and I'm always growing, you know, but, but that was my goal. It's like, Hey, I got to start, think, act, and be the, the man that I would look up to. And so because of that, people say, Hey, I, I want to be like you. So I want to be in your program, not in the sense of they want to kiss my ass or they're fanboys, but they say, I want a yeah. good relationship with my wife. I want my kids to to have a good relationship with me. I want to be in good shape and create a good habit of going to the gym with a personal trainer on a regular basis. I want my employees to respect and love me as opposed to just fear me as a boss and want to work for me for a paycheck, right? Like these are the things that we're 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 really teaching. So the the folks start showing up because they see that fruit in my life. You can't make this shit up. The happy employees, happy wife. You can't fake that for twelve years. You can't do it, right? And so, number two thing is you got to have core values. So. So many people have a company or, or a mastermind or coaching program, whatever you want to, it doesn't matter, a relationship, but they don't know what the purpose of that relationship is. The purpose of, of our mastermind, our relationship with the network is to represent what winning looks like, to show the world what the fuck winning looks like, right? Our core values, which we have to agree that we find value in these things, because if we don't value, if we don't mutually value these things, then our, our values aren't aligned and we shouldn't be aligned anyway. So those core values are number one, we do the work. Right. So that is a personal work ethic issue. So the, that's the statement. The core value is work ethic. We believe in doing the work. Number two is we make no excuses. That is a personal accountability, personal responsibility statement. So the core value of that is responsibility. Number three is we do what we say we're going to do when we say we're going to do it. That's integrity. If one of our members tell, if you do trade services with somebody, you buy from them. If they tell you something, they better stand by it. If you invest with somebody, they better stand by it, right? And number four is we go above and beyond. That's an honor issue because when you service somebody above and beyond, you're honoring them for being a part of your circle or being a client or whatever. Because so many people are doing uh, mm -hmm. a little short and below, you know what I mean? We like to go above and beyond. A prime example of that, yesterday I joined a, uh, I bought this like inflow training thing for like $6,000 where you, you go and these guys basically teach you how to get even more focused and in the zone. It's pretty cool. It's like Stephen Cottrell and some guys. But when I, I bought it, there was like no login, no nothing. I kind of had to, you know, wait a day and then send in a, a form and say, hey, how do I get access to this stuff? I paid, I'm in the business, so I'm a little more patient than most. But like, hey, I paid six grand for this. How do I, how do I get access to it? I was wanting to watch it yesterday and I couldn't get a hold of anybody. The difference is, and, and I'm not shitting on them, they're not in this full-time business, I am. Because of our core value of going above and beyond, I pay American people, kids, fresh out of college, young 20-something-year-old kids, fresh out of college, $50,000 a year on salary, W-2 salary, to work for me. And every single person that buys any of our products, whether it's a $60,000 product or a $60 product, calls them, make sure that they got their login, make sure that they know where everything is, answers their question, makes them feel good about it, doesn't upsell them shit, just make yeah. sure that they're happy, you know? And, and when somebody buys our stuff and they like, man, these guys represent winning, they have these four core values. And then the third piece and the most important piece is that unwavering integrity, right? So, so I have to, as the leader, I have to be the leader of the mission, 
be the person that respects and values the core values the most. And then I have to have unwavering integrity tied to those two things or it's all fraud. I just want to take a second to thank the sponsor of today's episode, HubSpot. Now they don't call it the sales destination. It's a sales journey. And on that journey, you want the best tools and support to keep you and your customers connected every step of the way. HubSpot is an all-in-one CRM platform that is impossible to outgrow and ridiculously easy to use, meaning you never have to worry about it slowing you down. That's because HubSpot is purpose-built for real salespeople with real customers and real problems to solve. With customizable hubs and tools that you can add and subtract as you grow and an interface that's just as easy to use if you're a team of one or 1,000, HubSpot is built for you and your customers to grow together wherever the journey takes you. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. You know, you, you mentioned the it's it's all fraud and, and the the issue with people starting something is that when they actually do deliver value, they're still in their head. They think that they don't know what they're talking about. That imposter syndrome always creeps in, especially with entrepreneurs. So how do you, what, what would be the advice you'd give to somebody who's looking at looking at everything you've built? They're like, fuck, that would be so cool. But like, I'm not ready yet. Or I don't know my industry or my category enough yet. But realistically, they may. So how do you know when it's the right time for you to start coaching? Start building a community saying, I can be a leader of people. I can teach somebody how to do this better. Like, When is that point when you want to actually take this stuff you learned in your career and then you start turning it into a business? Well, first, like I said, I think, you know, if you're going to be a coach, you need to have some level of success. Obviously, I wasn't teaching. Now I'm qualified to teach people how to do a billion in sales or a hundred million, build a hundred million dollar company. We've done that, right? Like I have the ability to, to teach that, but in the, in the, the past, like I said, I started out somewhere, right? I wasn't having the conversation today. I had a conversation with the guy that's got $30 billion in assets under management, right? I wasn't able to have those conversations when I first got started. I don't know what the fuck to say, right? It's like, <laughs> I've been a, wow, you're rich. <laughs> That'd have been all I'd pretty much known to say, you know? And, but the thing is like when I got, like I said, I got forced into all of this, but if you, let me just tell you two things. Cause I have this conversation a lot. Cause being a coach is kind of like being called to be a pastor or a preacher or a police officer or a teacher or a nurse. It's more of a, it needs to be more of a noble calling. Mm-hmm. Like you would do the shit for free before you charge money for it. And, and here's why I say that because when you're coaching people, you got to realize you're dealing with problems. They, they hired you to be a problem solver for them. So you're going to hear people bitch. You're going to hear people complain. You're going to hear people that are struggling. You're going to have people that you tell a clear solution that's struggling, that would stop their struggle, that are still going to choose to struggle despite the fact that you can help them and have helped them and are trying to fucking help them, right? Like this is, this is just, you have to be able to understand it's not just show up and get on a call and be like the cool guy and roll out like you see in the social media highlight reels. It's going to be people crying about divorce, people crying about not being paid fair and all this like, it is not an easy job. You become their confidant, right? You become that police officer, that priest, that person that they can trust, right? And so if you're called to do it as like a nobility, here's what I would tell you. Uh, first, you need to let somebody coach you, right? It doesn't mean that you got to go pay to join a mastermind or you got to pay or any of that shit, but you need to find somebody who's a level up of you. Everybody in life needs to have someone pouring into them someone on their level and someone they're pouring into. So before you can pour into somebody, you need to go get somebody pouring into you, right? Uh, just yet, I have two uh, uh, mentors that I pay. Uh, one of them, I pay $10,000 a month for 90 minutes of his time. The other one, I pay $3,000 a month for 
uh, 90 minutes of his time, maybe two hours a month of his time. Regardless, I have two people that I invest, you know, $13,000 a month in uh, just to be able to have conversations with. And and because how am I going to pour into people? And, and one of those guys is richer than me. The other one's not. One of them's a pastor, and I pay for the pastor's time because I think that's important. Uh, one of them's a pastor, so he's leading me with wisdom, core values, spirituality, that kind of stuff. The other one's a multi-billionaire who's teaching me how to exit my software company correctly for uh, probably about the same. So, uh, you know, but these are people that are pouring into me. Yesterday, my pastor and I were on the phone and uh, we're on a Zoom and he gives me this template for core value stuff. And I'm like, dude, I'm stealing this. And he's like, take it. And I'm like, dude, you just saved me a ton of time, like coming up with this. You already have it. Like, yeah, I'm using your stuff, man. I'll put your name at the bottom of it and they can put a donation to the church if they want, you know. Um, but, But so if you're called the coach, you'll know. But if you say, I think I can go make a few bucks coaching, man, I wouldn't even waste your time because you're going to find that a you're miserable and the, and the clients are going to find that you're miserable because of it. You're going to deal with chargebacks and unhappy and it's going to be short lived. Um, the other thing, that's the, the first thing I told you I had too. the other thing is suppose you are called to coach, but you are a, a roofer and you're fucking busy, right? The wind keeps blowing these damn roofs apart and you're busy as hell. And you're like, man, I want to coach people, but like, how do I do it? First of all, have a, have a goal to coach people. And what I mean by that is like, maybe you say, I'm going to coach people who want to be on my team. I'm going to go hire some people, get them to be roofers with me, and I'm going to mentor them. So you don't have to go out and charge and start a roofing coaching program. You can just say, hey, come work with me. And I want to mentor and coach you as a part of being on my team. Then it's a winning situation because now you're coaching people that are making you money. And it's a, it's a success cyclone that you create there. So I would challenge you to have a back end. Like if you're a, an investment banker, it's like, okay, so maybe you could do some coaching and consulting with the end goal to get people to invest in whatever your projects are that you're raising money for. So uh, don't just think, <clears throat> you don't just have to think coaching on the front end is like, you know, where I'm going to make my money. You can coach people for free and do deals on the back end and, and get connections and build your own business and everything else. So uh, you can you can think of it that way too. You don't have to go start a side. I love that, and that's a smart that way to look at it too. Hustle. Because I feel like what you mentioned, where people jump into it and they don't understand the scope of what coaching is, then it leads to really shitty experiences. Then it leads to negative stigmas from coaches who have like screwed over people or not delivered value. Like that's not what we're trying to do here. We're trying to get people that can actually, and it does take a certain kind of person to to pour into someone else. That's a great way of putting it. That's not a it's not an easy thing to do, man. It takes away it can give you energy but can also drain your energy. So you got to like be prepared for that. But the other thing I wanted to I, I want to go into it just because like it's it's all over your brand. It's okay, so the hardcore closer that's like the one sales lesson because I know that you know you could talk about you could talk about negotiation, you could talk about doing discovery, you could talk about finding leads. Closing What's the what's the strategy that you would teach over to somebody that's having trouble? Because I think that everybody can figure out the majority of the deal, but closing is always the hardest part. Actually, I, I would I would even say there's like two hard parts of closing. You either get get there's only two things that you should ever be able to do if you're a salesperson. You get leads or you close. But if you can't do either of those, you're not going to be a very good salesperson. But the closing part is very very fucking hard. So, what are the strategies, tips that you do to bring a deal all the way through? You know, it's, it's, it's funny because when I got started in this, that was all I knew was sales. I was a salesman for a mortgage company, you know, so I taught 
hardcore closer. Closers are what mortgage guys are. They close mortgages, right? So that's where that came from. I'm this prison guy that was a, you know, a closer of mortgages. So I'm like hardcore closer, right? And that was what they called me at the office. It was like my nickname. So I registered it online. You know, this is 2012, I think, when all that uh, came. But that's what they had called me at the car dealership I worked at for a short period of time. Uh, they, uh, you know, I'd always been that in the morgue. It's like, oh, that's the hardcore closer. That's just kind of a, a nickname that stuck. And what I know about nicknames <laughs> is if you get a cool one, 100%. you better go with it because you can get a shitty one right after that that sticks, you know? So I'm like, I'll take that one. Hardcore closer, that's me. From now on, y'all heard them, right? So, um, but that was all I knew. But now that I've been doing this for so long, like I couldn't even <laughs> tell you the last time I actually closed the sale sale, like, like to Apex. Somebody asked me how much level one of Apex was the other day. And I didn't know if it was 2,500 or three grand, which is really weird because it's a, it's my company, but Drewby and Zach that are my sales guys, these guys do, you know, a couple million dollars a month in sales. And so I don't have to, uh, you know, at one point I was the social media manager for everything too. And now I've got Brittany, so I don't, I don't have to do that. So, uh, I say that because I still know a lot about sales, but, and I'm, I'm about to give you all the sales training you will ever need to pay for in about five minutes. But, but I'm not as hands on with that because is we make a progression from being employed to self-employed to the CEO of a company to ultimately selling or, or exiting or owning that company and it cash flowing for us, right? That's, there's never such thing as retirement. That's, that's what it is. It's an exit, not a retirement. Retirement's when you don't have shit to do and you're bored and money stops coming in and you go crazy and you go start another job. Exits where you're on to the next thing, right? And so for, for me, I'm at this CEO level right now, but as a CEO, I've had to have a different sales conversation than I did as a salesperson. And I can tell you, sales just breaks down to two things only, man. I don't give a fuck what Grant or, or Jordan or any of those. I'm not shitting on them. I'm just saying I don't have sales training to, to sell you. And I stopped selling sales training because when I figured these two things out, and I'm, fuck, I'm like, well, I can't literally sell that to anybody. That's cheating, right? So it comes down to two things. Number one is empathy. And listen, don't go all Gary Vee saying that shit on me. I've been <laughs> saying it longer than him. But here's the thing. It's like empathy is i like gary i, I like gary oh, i like yeah. messing with him because that's his thing empathy wine and shit so every time i say that i feel like i gotta make sure that it's different <laughs> right so um but empathy just means that you listen so if you're in sales we are taught that we need to be talkers you gotta have the gift of gab you gotta have the blah 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 it's not true like the like you the he who speaks the least earns the most if you're in the sales conversation and you use the least amount of words, chances are they're going to buy from you because that person's talking to you because they're looking for a solution and they want you to know that the problem, they want you to clearly understand the problem. So they are articulating it to you. So how do you get empathy? So empathy means for you, for them to know that you understand their problem. So you get empathy by listening. You get to listen by what? Asking questions. So that's the key. Talk less and ask questions. Because like you could call me as a loan officer and I know the second that you get on the phone, the problem is you need leads from realtors. That's what the fuck you called me for, right? But but I can't just go, well, you need to buy my product because I already know your problem. I got to let you tell me that it all started in the fifth grade when Jenny kissed you and then ran off and kissed another boy right after and it ruined the way that you thought of life. And like, I got to hear your whole life story so that you know I understand you. Everybody thinks we're unique. We're not. We're all the same. We just have a different story to arrive at the same place, right? And so, but you got to hear that story so they think, right? That's how you create empathy. Once they understand that you understand, then all you're missing is confidence. And confidence works like this, product knowledge. If you know your product inside and out, 
and you are confident that it can solve their problem because they know that you listen to them. When you pair empathy and confidence together, they can't help but buy from you because you know their problem and you are 100% confident that you can solve it for them. Only a fool wouldn't want to move forward at that point. But so many people never get to that because they're too busy talking instead of listening to where the customer feels. See, we live in the feels economy. Motherfuckers need to feel like they're listened to. They need to feel like somebody cares about them because everybody's swiping on social media. Everybody's talking over everybody. Everybody's interrupting people and trolling each other on the internet and shit like that. So when you actually have the benefit of having a physical human conversation with somebody, whether on the phone or FaceTime or, or in person, the, the whole empathy confidence thing just changes it. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, this person's listening love it, to dude. me. Holy That's shit, advice. nobody listens to That's me. damn good advice. It's so simple. It's so simple. Okay. Um, I want to do a couple of rapid fire to close this out. But most importantly, before I pivot to that, where do people connect? Well, you could do, listen, closing thoughts from you, anything we didn't cover, but then social media, website, all that stuff, where you want to send people. So there's, there's one thing I would challenge everybody here, uh, and I don't have anything for sale. So when I send you here, it's not to upsell you or trick you into, it's not, it's literally, <laughs> I'm not going to send you an email reminding you to do this shit. That's how little I'm trying to sell you something here. But uh, I have a software called uh, G-Code, and the G-Code is basically a system of living life. It's four, four things, a grateful mindset, working on your genetics, being healthy, your grind, which is your job, and the group of people you spend time with. And it, it's all explained on this website. It's 100% free, but it's software where if you get wins in each one of those areas every day, you can get a point. So up to four points a day. Okay. So if you get up to four points a day, so you can get about 100 points a month on average, give or take, that you miss a few days, right? But what happens is it creates habits for you to start focusing on winning with the people in your life, winning on your job, winning in the gym, winning in your mindset. It, it forces you to focus and create habits. I'm going to read something absolutely crazy. At four points maximum a day, I have 3,600 points in this thing. Okay? Like, you got to understand, like, when I say I live by this thing, I live 1,100 days in a row without missing it. Right? Like, 1,100 days in a row. That's like, and I did this before. I got the, the software, but I've been on the software for 1,100 days in a row. And so I say that because if you'll plug into that, it'll help you in your business. It'll help you in your relationships. And it's absolutely free. It's just a little system to check yourself and score on a regular basis. So it's uh, dailygcode.com, dailygcode.com. G-code stands for code to greatness, right? Um, if you want to follow me, honestly, Facebook is the best place. Go to Ryan Stuman. It's real Ryan Stuman. It's the one with the blue check, all the other shit. Don't trust it. Uh, but on Facebook with the blue check, I write a post every morning about between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. Central Time. They'll open your mind and change your life, right? Like if nothing else, just tune in every morning for my daily post. I really write it. It's not a ghostwriter. It's not a copywriter. It came straight from me sitting my ass in front of the gym waiting to go inside of the gym every morning, right? And so like when you when you read those, they're very eye-opening and motivational. And feel free to send me a DM uh, on Facebook. I got Instagram at Hardcore Closer, but I'm pretty shadow banned over there. I don't know what I did wrong over there, but I went from about – 10 to 15,000 views per story to 200 <laughs> views per story. So I don't know what I did to make them mad over there. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, in like June 13th. It just like boom, just stopped. So I don't know what the hell happened. So, uh, but Facebook is, uh, is, is still popping for me. And we have a, a group on Facebook called Sales Talk with Sales Pros. It, uh, you can go to salestalkgroup.com and it'll take you right there. 
It's 120,000 salespeople, super active, awesome, awesome group. Man. You okay. can learn a lot. Um, connect with I'll a lot drop of some links in well. show notes too, so I'll get those from you. But let's do a couple of rapid fire to close this out. Uh, biggest challenge you've had in your personal life? What was it? How'd you overcome it? Cool. What'd you learn from it? Uh, the biggest challenge I've had in my personal life is to learn how to be a leader. You know, everything rises and falls on leader. And so, you know, a lot of people want to be a leader, but they want to be a leader in the light when everybody's looking, but they don't want to be a leader in the dark. They tell you to lose weight, but they ain't been to the gym in a long time and they got a bag of chips in there. They're, they, you know, on social media, they're showing you last year's pictures that they took, not this year's, you know, and, 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 and I like, for me, I just had to learn to be a leader, which meant that I had to learn to love people a little bit more. I had to learn to give people breaks and be more understanding. And I'm not wired that way, man. I'm like, a, like I am a machine. I'm not wired to be that way, but yeah, I can't do this on my own and I'm going to have to have people around me. And so I had to become a better version of myself and better at being a leader. Uh, and, and that's something that every day, there's two types of leaders, situational and natural born leaders. I feel like I'm a situational leader. Like I was thrown into this shit and now I have to lead. I don't feel like I was born to lead like maybe a Tom Brady or somebody like that. It's like, I, I'm like, I'm thrown into this position. So I read books about it. I studied videos about it. I bought programs and, and seminars about it so that I could just become the best personal responsibility, leadership driven person that I can, not just for myself, but for the people around me that need me to be that example too. So awesome. Good. Okay. What keeps you up at night now? Uh, excitement, honestly, man, like, I can't believe this is my life. And uh, I love I love what I do. And uh, it's crazy, our company that does uh, well deep into eight figures a year, I don't even take a salary or pro profit distribution from that company or anything. I dump everything back into it. Uh, I pay myself for my speaking gigs, uh, which you know, I do I charge $75,000 to speak and I do two or three a month. So I'm like, no shortage of demand there. Uh, and so, you know, that's how I pay myself and, and I'm still putting the money back into these companies and just growing them. So like, I'm literally so in love with my job. I don't take a paycheck from it. Amazing. If you had to pick one person, obviously there's been many, but pick one person that's had a major impact on your life. Who was it? And what did you learn from them? Number one person to have an impact on my life would be Pastor Keith Kraft with Elevate Life Church here in, in Frisco, Texas. I've uh, been with him for 19 years. It's the only church that I have ever stepped foot in that wasn't for a wedding. And, uh, and, and the only church I've ever been a member of the only church I've ever been baptized in. I'm not some kind of crazy Christian. Clearly I dropped more F bombs than <laughs> Lil Wayne during this uh, podcast here. But I believe that they tell us to have a, a, a relationship with God. And I feel like I, I don't want to, hi God, it's, it's right. It's not who I am. It's not how I have a relationship with my wife. It's not how I have a relationship with you right now. So I'm just me. I think that's the best gift we can give anybody is just to be who we really are and not not hide and have any secrets, but I wouldn't know any of that without Keith. I wouldn't be the leader I am today without Keith. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be the man that I am today without him. So I was thinking about that just the other day. I was like, man, there's clear is a bell. One person that has impacted my life more than anybody. And it's him. And if you watch church on Sunday, you're going to go, that's the clean version of that dude on his podcast. <laughs> Keith's like the, the clean version of me. We are so much alike. I love that. All right. Uh, book, podcast, audible, something you'd recommend people go check out. Uh, go read my book, G code on Amazon. Uh, it's, it's free. Basically it's priced for what Amazon minimum will let me sell it for, which is like five bucks or something like that. Uh, you can read that book in about 90 minutes and it'll change your life. It's G code, real simple, black cover, red letter G on the front of it. Cool. Change your life. Uh, if you could tell your 20 year old self one thing, what would it be? 
I made a video about this one time. I was just telling them to keep going. And shit's going to be really, 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 really hard, but it pays off well in the end. You know, just keep going. The only way that we really lose at anything, and the only reason that I'm here is because I just didn't quit. Yeah. You know, and so many people, like, life is a, a business, we'll say, is a lot like a fish hook. If you were to go to the tip of the barb on the fish hook, it jumps up real quick, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you start at the barb, it jumps up. So, like, let's say you're a real estate agent. You you start the business, and two of your friends are buying a house. But then you don't have any friends that need a house. You start sliding down that fish hook to the bottom of that fish hook. And so many people quit at the bottom of that fish hook because they're not working on the way down. They're riding that one small victory they got in the beginning. Me, I understand that, man, if you'll just stay working the whole entire time, eventually you'll come out the other side of that fish hook. And if you think about it, it's tied to string and never ends. You know what yeah. I mean? You never get to the end of a reel of string on a rod and reel. So it's never ending. But so many people quit because you don't know where the bottom of the fish hook is. You don't know how much longer this shit's going to last, how much. But your ability to be successful is in direct proportion for your ability to withstand financial pain. I promise you that. I love that. And last question, and this, this dovetails nicely. What does success mean to you? Being able to do whatever you want, whenever you want to do it, without anybody telling you that you can't. That is success. It's not a measure of dollars. It's not a measure of things or assets. It's can you do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it without it without it disrupting your life or without anybody getting mad at you and telling you can't do it, including your wife, your parents. I'm in a position where I don't have debt partners, investors, nobody can tell me that I can't pick up Instagram and say, F this person, <laughs> or not that I do that, but nope, but it, in the freedom. event that's, you For know, freedom. let's say a president or something was ruining the world, I want to be able to use my voice for whatever and them go, hey, man, if you don't stop talking about such and such company that's destroying kids or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I want to be able to use my voice for however I want. And that to me is true success when you can do you. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it. Each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary.
I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information. But Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeletemecom slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E.com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay. And what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch US-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text success, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. Thank you so much indeed for sponsoring Success Story. For all business leaders out there, Indeed is a lifesaver. See, we're always driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, 
the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. You're going to ditch the busy work and you're going to use Indeed for scheduling, screening, messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Clary. Just go to Indeed.com slash Clary right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Clary. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 